This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The king is dead. Thank you for your concern, but I mean the king of England, Edward VII. May 21st, 1910. He was 68 when he died on May the 6th, but he hadn't been king for long, just nine years. That's because his mother, Queen Victoria, was on the throne for 63 years. He was the longest-serving Prince of Wales in history until the current model, Charles, broke his record. Even though his reign was relatively short, Edward got a whole era named after him, the Edwardian era, which sometimes gets expanded to stretch from the 1890s to the start of the First World War. It was kind of the last gasp of the old European monarchies. In England, it was a time of relative peace and prosperity, though changes were brewing. Wealth inequality was severe, but the working and the middle classes were starting to gather power. Socialism was on the rise, and in women's fashion, Corsets and floor-length dresses were popular for the last time. Class tensions had led to a constitutional crisis in the last year of Edward VII's life. The unelected House of Lords had used its veto power on the so-called People's Budget, passed by the Liberal Party in the House of Commons. The battle that ensued had depressed Edward. At one point, he introduced his son, soon to be George V, to a dignitary, as the last king of England. In his long time as Prince of Wales, Edward had been thought of as a playboy, a fashionable man of leisure, a socialite, not a guy with much substance. In 1861, his parents, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, were outraged at Edward for having shacked up with an actress while he was supposed to be observing army maneuvers. They feared blackmail and scandal. Albert, though he'd been ill with chronic stomach problems for two years, traveled to Cambridge to reprimand his son. Not long after returning home, Albert's illness worsened, and he died. Victoria blamed Edward. She wore mourning clothes for the rest of her life, and she never forgave her son. Outside of his immediate family, the prince was well-liked. He made many international trips and was a popular celebrity everywhere he went, including the United States. He was married at a young age, but famously had many affairs, some of them with famous women, actresses like Sarah Bernhardt and Lily Langtree. There was a Brooklyn-born socialite named Jenny Spencer Churchill, better known as Lady Randolph Churchill, mother of Winston. And for the last 12 years of his life, a society hostess named Alice Keppel, whose great-granddaughter, Camilla Parker Bowles, is married now to the current Prince of Wales. Edward died after several years of faltering health. There were memorial services around the world, including in San Francisco. In London, the ceremonies were the largest gathering of European royalty in history. It would prove to be the last such gathering for many royal houses that were deposed a few years later 
during and after World War I. Millions turned out in the streets for the procession from Westminster Hall to Paddington Station and then at Windsor Castle. The pageantry that marked the burial of Victoria, the Chronicle reported, was as naught compared with the magnificence of today's ceremony, which was splendid in its accompaniments of gilded coaches, brilliant uniforms, and decorations. It wasn't as fancy as that in San Francisco, but the Chronicle reported that the ministers of many creeds, representing the Catholicity of the British Empire, stood together at Trinity Church for a memorial service. The consular uniforms of many nations echoed the pomp of Windsor. State representatives included the lieutenant governor, the adjutant general, and two Supreme Court justices. Another service was held at St. Luke's to accommodate British people who couldn't get into Trinity. There were also services at St. John's, St. James, and All Saints Church. And at Wesley Methodist Episcopal Church, Dr. George C. Adams, conducting the service, said the late King Edward VII was a preserver of peace, a man who recognized and showed to the world the power of the scepter as well as its dignity. During the last year of his life, amid the struggle of commons against lords, his poise was an exposition of masterly dignity. A year after Edward's death, the Parliament Act of 1911 relieved the House of Lords of much of its power. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.